Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 65. Now this will be going out on the 29th, 30, 31, the 29th of December. Um, I'm recording it before Christmas, obviously, because I'm going to have some downtime. So it's going to be weird for me to talk about Christmas in this way. But by the time you're listening to this, Christmas should have been and gone. You should have had a wonderful time. And you're now in that little bit of limbo between Christmas and New Year where you don't really know what day it is. You don't know what you should be doing. And you're kind of counting down the days until New Year's Eve comes. Um, Because that's the next big thing. Now this episode, so I wanted to use this episode to talk about, like, the way that I look at this, right, is that there are, there, there aren't lots of people that listen to this podcast, every episode has a couple of hundred listens, so there's at least a couple of hundred of you listening to these every week, and my job, some of you will already be working with me, many of you won't, and I feel like right now, my, this is like my last ditch attempt to try and save you from making the same mistakes in in the new year of 2024 as you have every other new year because you are probably feeling a little bit fluffy, a little bit bloated, you might be sitting drinking Baileys right now for the 12th day in a row or whatever it is. Um, and you're thinking, ah, oh, do you know what, 1st of January, new year, new me, it's all going to change. So let's get this all out of the way and get through all the Christmas food and what the rest, all the rest of it. And the thing is, that's already a mistake, right? This, this idea that you need to reinvent yourself in the new year, that you need to create this complete new version of yourself. That, the, the idea of that is the thing that sets you up for failure. The very idea that you need to completely reinvent yourself. The thing is, you already have a diet. I already have a diet. All of you, everybody in the world has a diet. A diet, well, there's a couple of definitions, but the one I'm focusing on, a diet is the types of food a person or community, group of people, whatever it is, habitually consumes. So the things that you are already eating, drinking and doing on a daily basis that is your diet, right? You already have a diet. Now, it might be an unhelpful diet. It might be leading to weight gain. It might be making you feel like crap, but it's still your diet. Now, you do not need a new diet because you are still going to be eating all the same things or you should still be eating all of the same things that you were because you enjoy them in the future. So traditionally, yo-yo dieters will have the all or nothing mentality, right? Especially if you come from a slimming world background. You're either all in or you're all out. You're either being really good or being really bad or naughty or whatever. Uh, Or you're on plan or off plan. And each version of you, you know, when you're being good, that means you're not having chocolate, you're not having sweets, no alcohol, no crisps, no snacks. Um, You're having great meals, you're eating salads and blah, blah, blah. That's your version of being good. When you're going in the complete opposite direction, you're doing all that stuff, but in reverse. Um, And I think part of the problem is that people feel like they need to reinvent themselves. They need to cut out. Let's 
if, if you ever hear yourself starting off with those words again you're doomed for failure but you'll feel like you need to cut out alcohol or sugar or chocolate or sweets or cakes or whatever whatever your thing is that you think you're going to cut out in an effort to change your weight and the problem with that is when you start cutting these things out then you're removing the things that you enjoy eating the problem is not with the foods you are eating right this is the fundamental thing you need to understand the problem is not with the food the problem is with the quantities and the scale that you consume these foods right so if you are having like i eat crisps every other day right i have a packet of crisps every other day and you should be able to have a packet of crisps every other day if you enjoy crisps right crisps are not a problem they can be a part of a healthy balanced diet however if you are having a family-sized sharing bag of crisps on a daily basis then that's a problem the problem isn't it's the problem is never the food itself the problem is always with the scale that you want to do these things at right chocolate can be part of a healthy balanced diet alcohol can be part of a healthy balanced diet crisps cakes sweets etc these things can all be part of a healthy balanced diet and if these are things that you really enjoy then they're absolutely crucial for you to have a healthy balanced diet think of it this way and this is the way that I kind of help people get away from the idea that you know certain foods are unhealthy or what a healthy diet looks like if you absolutely love chocolate if you you might not feel like that now because maybe you've had too much of it over Christmas and you'd rather not think about it but let's say that you absolutely adore chocolate usually and yeah so you really love chocolate now do you think it would be healthy or unhealthy to never have chocolate ever again now take into consideration and, and remember that you love chocolate you enjoy it it's wonderful it makes you feel great and everything else to completely and utterly remove that from your diet and to never have it again do you think that would be healthy for you or unhealthy hopefully you're along the same line of thinking here and you know that it would probably be unhealthy to completely deprive yourself of something you love and enjoy now you would if you removed chocolate from your life you would not have a healthy balanced diet because you'd be fucking miserable oh god you know what i wish i could eat chocolate i would really love to eat some chocolate but you're not allowing yourself to have it that's not healthy so <laughs> the food is not the problem and this is why we spend so much time inside the Monroe method when we're doing people's check-ins and I'll, I'll talk about these things because it's it is such a default automatic behavior to speak terribly about the foods we enjoy I know we spoke about this in other episodes but the reason that we speak about these types of things like you might be sitting right now thinking that you've spent the last week eating lots of shite or lots of crap or lots of junk i've eaten so much shit i'm so greedy i'm such a pig this needs to stop monday the first of january it's all gonna stop i'm gonna stop being this and being that the reason that you talk about yourself like that is because you're trying to shame yourself into changing you're trying to make yourself out to be this horrendous person 
in an effort to put you off doing what you're doing. And it's the reason that you speak about these foods in that way. Junk, crap, rubbish, shite. You talk about them like that and in that way to try and make them sound awful because you think that if I think that's awful, then I won't want to do it. And all it does is completely fuck up your relationship with food. Because now you're in a position where you've made out this thing that you really enjoy eating to be awful. So how do you, and you're going to eat it again because you love it. But every time you speak about these foods or think about these foods in a terrible way, you're ruining the food for you. You can't enjoy it. Yes, you'll eat it and you'll enjoy the taste of it and you'll love it at the time, but you'll feel like shit afterwards because the more and more you make that food out to be a monster, the more and more you remove your ability to enjoy that food. So all of these things, everything that you, especially when you think about the past week, everything that you have been eating, drinking and doing, you have been doing because you enjoy it, because you like it. You've probably not enjoyed the scale that you've done it at times. Maybe on Christmas Day, you you know that you overate. Maybe you woke up in Boxing Day regretting it a little bit. Maybe you've experienced the usual kind of regret or guilt or maybe even a little bit of shame about your eating actions. Um, and, I, and I totally get that. But it's really important going into next year, if you do not want to make the same mistakes that you have last year and every year before, you need to understand that food is not the problem, right? The food is never the problem. I eat all of the things that you eat. And I always have done. I, I say this all the time that the I have always eaten exactly what I've wanted to eat when I've wanted to eat it. Always. I've, that's never changed. I've always done that. In my 20s, it led to me being a 14 stone version of myself because what I wanted to eat was takeaways in large quantities, sweets in large quantities, drinking alcohol in large quantities, right? That's what I wanted to do. And I had as much as I want whenever I wanted. And that led to me being 14 stone Jason. At 38 years old, I eat whatever I want, whenever I want. However, it leads me to be a, I don't even know what weight I am anymore, 11 and a half, 11 stone version, whatever, of myself. And it's still not changed. I'm still eating what I want, when I want. But what's changed is the value that I place on my health, the kind of life that I want to have, the value I place on my body and the quality of life I have. You know, I don't want to wake up every day feeling like dog shit like I used to do. And that has then spilled over into the way that I eat and or drink. So I, over the last couple of weeks, I have done everything that you've done. I've had mince pies. I've had cheese and biscuits. I've had chocolates and sweets and more alcohol-free drinks than usual. And that it's been done in a positive and healthy way. I, I, I'm not going to, sorry, I'm, I'm saying like... I'm, I'm half I'm half between talking to you as if I'm doing this after Christmas and I'm halfway between remembering that it's a, whatever it is, the 21st of December today, right? But let's just pretend I'm in the future talking backwards. Um, I will eat and drink all the same things that you have and I will not wake up every day feeling terrible about the decisions that I made the day before because I don't choose to overconsume. So if, if one person can eat chocolate and it's the and get on with their life 
and another person can eat chocolate and feel like the world's crumbling around them, if two different people, or if multiple people, can eat the same food and feel different things, then it's not the food that's the problem, is it? It's what the person thinks and feels and believes about that food. It's what they attach to it. That's the problem. And if you do not want to make the same mistakes that you've always made in 2024, then you're going to have to stop thinking about what do I need to cut out? What do I need to stop eating? What do I need to restrict? What do I need to not allow myself to have? Because that is that is just the path that will take you down the same road that you have always gone down. And here you are on the 29th of December or after listening to a podcast because you are at the age of, insert your age here, and you still have weight problems. You're still chasing the scales up and down. You're still looking for diets. You're still looking for information and help to change your weight. If you think about it, right? I have worked with people in their early 20s who have their whole lives ahead of them, and I have worked with people in their 60s. Can you imagine if the thing that you put the most time, effort, energy and money into was trying to change your weight. Can you just imagine that? Imagine all the things in your life you want to accomplish, all the things that you say you don't have time for, all the books that you don't read, all the hobbies that you don't pick up, all the things that you don't do because you think you don't have time. And now at, insert age here, how much time, energy and money have you dedicated to this one area of your life trying to make a change to your weight and ultimately getting nowhere because here you are still trying to make a change to your weight. So listen, going into next year, remember that food is not the problem. Food is not your enemy. It is the scale that you do these things at. It's the quantities that you have them in. Why is it you want to have things like that? Why, why can't you, ha- you know, why is it you want to have the whole sharing bar of chocolate and not just four squares? Why does it have to be the whole sharing bag of Walker sensations and not a 30 gram bowl of them, for example? You know, whether, it doesn't matter the scale that you do. At. You know, if I have one mince pie, I've had a mince pie. If I have 12 mince pies, I've had, I've had a mince pie. The outcome's still the same. It's just, it all comes down to the scale and the quantity that you do at. But a lot of the reason behind why we do things at scale is driven by these these thoughts that this is bad, this is unhealthy, this isn't good for me, I shouldn't be eating this, I'm not allowed to eat this. And then you have the thing and then you feel shit about it and then that's where the whole, fuck it, might as well keep going. I've already started, might as well continue. That's where that comes from. So, going into next year, um, that's just part one of it, right? Uh, the, the biggest thing I can leave you with for 2024 is that if you want, like anybody can make a change to their weight, anybody can go on a diet, anybody can lose weight. Stick to something well enough for long enough and your weight will come down. But your weight is not the problem. It never has been. Your weight, you know, your your weight isn't the reason that you are overweight, right? It's not your weight's fault. It didn't do anything. Your weight is the outcome of your thoughts, your beliefs, your choices, your decision, your habits, your behaviours. All of those things combined and they're unique to each person. We all gain weight in the exact 
same way. Each and every one of us, if you have a human body, you have gained body fat because you have consumed more calories than you need. You only need X amount in a day, but you've put in an extra five, six, seven, eight hundred a day. Your weight has increased, increased, increased to the point where your calorie burn now matches the amount of calories that you eat and you are living at a insert weight here version of yourself, right? That's how it works. But while we all gain weight the exact same way, we all arrive at it in completely different ways. Somebody might have an emotional attachment to food. Somebody might eat when they're sad. Somebody might eat when they're stressed. Somebody might snack to procrastinate. Somebody might like to snack late nights in front of the TV. Somebody eats in secret. Somebody eats every time they're in the car. Somebody doesn't eat any main meals and prefers to graze all day. The list is endless, right? We all get there in different ways and it's not it's never down to any one thing. It's a combination of these things. To go on a diet, to try and address your weight directly is a mistake. The minute you say, I am going on a diet, you have already failed. The minute you set out with a weight loss goal and your intention is to get your weight down to a number, you've already failed. You'd be as well not starting. Because when you set out with that mindset, with that diet mindset, you are setting out with the intention of, I am going to stop being myself for a little while. And remember, that's the problem. It's it's you that's the problem. Not necessarily you, but it, it's the combination of things that have led your weight to where it is that's the issue. What happens is when you go on a diet, if we think about basic problem solving, okay, basic problem solving um let's say i i let's say i have a drip coming down from my ceiling right now uh and it's created a little hole in my ceiling now i can go up there and put a big bit of gaffer tape on it and the drip will stop right that's that's what going on a diet is like you're trying to address the end result of the problem there's a drip i'm just going to put a big couple of strips of duct tape up here there we go the drip's gone um, until a couple of days later when a big massive fucking hole explodes in your ceiling. When we think about basic problem solving, <clears throat> you start with the drip in the ceiling and say, right, there's a drip in my ceiling. It's water. What's above there? Well, one of the bathrooms is above there. So if I go up there and have a look, maybe I'm going to find there's a leak under my bath or under the sink or maybe the toilet's leaking. So you go upstairs and you have a look, you check the sink, you check the bath, you check the toilet, you pull out the bath panel and there's a drip coming from your cold water tap, right? You've you started with the problem at the end, which was the drip coming from the kitchen ceiling. You troubleshooted it all the way back. So, yep, that's water. That's coming from somewhere upstairs. What's directly above here? Let's go take a look in that bathroom. Let's check everything in here that might leak. Boom, found it. That's what problem solving is, right? You start with the problem at the very end and you work your way backwards to the source. Yes, you can 100% address the problem at the end and make it stop for a little while, but it will always come back again. If you do not go back and tackle it at the source, then you will never solve the problem, right? And that's exactly, I'm very delighted that I just came up with that off the cuff. (laughs) That is exactly what dieting is like. You can ignore the source of the problem and just tackle the end result. So the end result is your weight. So you say, I am going to go on a diet. I am going to go to Slimming World. And Slimming World hand you a book and say, follow these rules and your weight will come down. So you stop being yourself for a little while, right? You forget you. 
you park yourself to the side, you take this book, you start following the instructions, I, I can have this many sins, this many healthy extras, da 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 do as long as I have, as long as I limit this list of foods and I have as much of this list of foods as I want, then my weight will come down. You're following a set list of food rules and yes, it will help your weight come down and let's say you even do make it all the way to a target weight or a goal weight and then what? Do you continue to use this book for the rest of your life and follow these rules for the rest of your life or are you pretty fed up of it by that point? But what's the alternative? The alternative is that you come back, the old you, remember, the same old you that you have not changed, you have not addressed, you did not troubleshoot yourself back to the source of the problem, you just ignored yourself for a while to follow the rules. And, all, and yes, you managed to get your weight to come down, you fought tooth and nail to get there, um, but all you did was put the gaffer tape over that hole in the ceiling. You didn't address the source of the problem. And because you don't address the source, the source always comes back. So when you reach that, and this is why every, every, almost everybody yo-yo diets. They follow something for long enough to make their weight come down. Once they get to the end, they go back to normal. They've not changed anything about their beliefs, their habits, their behaviours. They just stopped being themselves for a little while to follow a set list of rules. And once they got to the end, <clears throat> they went back to normal. And it was the same normal, you know, it's like the leaky tap. It's the same thing that caused the problem in the first place. So this, this year, next year, almost next year, if you want to make 2024 the year that you lose weight for the last time, you need to stop trying to lose weight, right? Stop trying to put gaffer tape over the hole in the ceiling. Instead, start you know, troubleshoot your way back. This is what I do with everybody inside Clan Monroe, right? We, they follow the process to begin with. Then we start having regular check-ins. And at these regular check-ins, we ask various questions. And based on the answers to those questions, we will give support on them. So um, last couple of weeks have been great, but on Friday night, I went out for a dinner and then I had drinks along with it. And because I had drinks, I woke up feeling shit on Saturday and that led to a full weekend of overeating. And it's like, brilliant. There is something to work on. Let's talk about that. Let's explore that. Let's better understand that. And we'll go back and forth until we've worked on that, that particular occasion in the hope that it will help with future occasions. And if it does happen again in the future, then we'll, we'll talk specifically about that one. And we'll keep doing that for everything, not just limited to that thing. For every little niggly thing that pops its head up, we'll talk about it and we'll understand it and we'll identify it and we'll address it. To the point where, you know, once you've done that for three, four, five, six months, you are troubleshoot. Yes, you you came to me because you wanted to lose weight. However, this is the Monroe method. This is the process that we do things. And we are going to identify and address all the underlying things that contribute to your weight. Because as we continue to address these and we resolve them and you start doing things differently, your weight will naturally come down. Because the way I like to think of it is like the more food related behaviors that you have, the higher your weight will be. So someone who is carrying a lot of body fat will have multiple different things that they attach food to. So maybe they clear 
every single plate at every meal time. Maybe they uh, never miss a meal. So whether they're hungry or not, they've got it in their head from a younger age that you can't miss a meal. It's not good for you to skip meals. When it's breakfast time, you have breakfast. When it's lunch, when it's dinner, etc. Um, maybe they have, you know, takeaways three times a week. Maybe they eat every time they're in the car. Maybe they have a couple of biscuits every time they have a cup of tea. Uh, maybe they were taught that they can't leave the table until their plate's clear. I think I said that one at the start. Maybe every time they go out for a meal, they because it's a meal, they always have three courses and that's tied in with their behaviour where they also clear every plate. Maybe they have a bottle of wine every Friday and Saturday night, right? So you can see the more things that you attach eating and drinking to, the, big, the bigger the scale that you're doing things at, the more calories you're consuming, way above your needs, the more weight you are going to carry. And it, the way that we do things, it's about troubleshooting each of those to bring those down. So, for example, if you can get someone to work on, in that example with that person, if I could get that person to get into the habit of stopping eating when they start to feel full, that's one behavior resolved, right? That's a few hundred calories saved every meal time. If you can get them to ask themselves if they're hungry or not, am I hungry for breakfast? Yes, no, no, well, I'll not have it then, right? That's another one you've resolved. If you can get them to uh, start thinking more carefully, you know, if, if you can resolve the clearing every plate thing and getting them to stop eating when they start to feel full, when they go out for a meal, before they start that meal, they can say, do I really need three courses? Do I want three courses? Let me look at the dessert menu first. Do I want a dessert? Absolutely, yes. I would, because it's got sticky toffee pudding. That's my favourite. So what I'll do is I'll have a main and a dessert instead of the three courses. Or I'll have a starter and a main because I don't fancy anything from the dessert menu. And maybe they go, their bottle of wine goes from two nights at the weekend to one night. And maybe they only have a couple of biscuits with their last cup of tea at night watching the TV before bed, right? So you, you start resolving. They might have had 20 food-related habits that influence their weight and you've now addressed 10 of them where they're doing them at a smaller scale. Once you do that, that person's weight will naturally start to come down. So rather than the whole, I'm going to try and eat less and make my weight come down, it's I'm going to address the behaviours that that contribute to my weight being at a place where I don't want it to be because once I start working on those, my weight will come down anyway. So, and you could do that like, let's say someone is 18 stone and you work on two of their habits and they do great with them and their weight comes down to 17 stone. Uh, but they've still got a bunch of other things going on. So you work on another two and their weight comes down to 16 stone. So you've resolved a few behaviours that's brought their weight down by a couple of stone. So you've reduced their consumption, but all the behaviours that they do have still have them living at a 16 stone version of themselves. So you work on another couple of things and another couple of things. Now their weight's 14 stone. That's how it works. So whatever your weight is at the moment, it is the, the culmination of everything attached to the way that you consume, the scale that you consume, the volume that you consume. It's a, it's an, your weight is an outward reflection of the amount of calories you consume over and above what you actually need. And it comes as a result of attaching eating and drinking to, to loads of things that are way beyond 
am I hungry or not, right? It's, I'm eating because of this, because of that. Da, 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 da. So, is that is that enough to round that off on? I think that is. Wow, Jesus, 30 minutes. So, yeah, I think the two, th- for 2024, I think the two big things that I am going to be hammering on social media is helping people improve their relationship with food by reducing the demonizing of food, of shaming food, of of trying to shaming of trying to shame yourself into changing by making food out to be a monster because all that does is completely fuck up your relationship with these foods and getting rid of this idea that you need to diet to lose weight you do not need to diet to lose weight you have dieted to gain weight remember your diet is everything that you eat and drink you already have a diet we all already have diets you do not need a completely new one You just need to do a little bit less of one side of things and a little bit more of the other side of things. Because that's all it is. It's like a needle. The needle's too far in the one direction. The problem isn't that you're eating chocolate, crisps, cakes, takeaways, drinking alcohol. That's not the problem. The problem is that you're doing too much of it. What you need to do is scale that part down a bit and you need to scale up the meals, the balanced meals, you need to eat more protein, you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. Yes, you can still do all the other stuff 100%. And that, inside the Monroe Method, that's what we completely encourage. It's a, a, a completely inclusive diet. We don't tell people to stop eating things. We don't put them on guilt trips for going out for a meal or eating a takeaway or whatever. What we do is look at their diet and say, right, based on looking at your nutrition, things are leaning a little bit too heavily that way, right? So I don't want you to stop doing that thing, but I would like you to try and scale it down a bit. So rather than having, I don't know, whatever it is every single day, maybe we could bring it down to three or four days per week. You're still doing it. You're still having it. We're just scaling it down. And with those calories that you've saved and the the, the calories that you've reduced, let's reinvest those in Uh, more balanced meals, adding more protein to your plate, getting some more vegetables on your plate. So all we're doing is gradually trying to move the needle because the more the needle goes in either direction, your weight's either going way up or it's coming down. So all we're trying to do is shift the needle and that comes from just changing the scale of uh, that you do things. It's not about eating less. It's not about trying to make yourself more hungry or anything like that. It's just about shifting the balance of your diet to make it a little bit more helpful and a little less unhelpful. So 2024, you do not need to reinvent yourself. You do not need to restrict things and cancel things and remove them from your diet and try to never eat them ever again, especially if you bloody enjoy them. That's ridiculous. You just need to scale one side of things down and scale the other side of things up. You will create a balanced diet that will still include everything that you have always eaten and drank just changing the balance and the level and the quantities of them. And if you need help with it, you know where I am. Come and come and join the Monroe Method. Uh, before New Year's Day, Bill. No, I'll leave things open on New Year's Day, but we won't be taking on new members until February. We're going to close the intake after New Year's Day. Um, or if you are absolutely determined Determined that you're going to go back to Weight Watchers or Slimming World or whatever else for the 30th time because you think it's going to be different this time, then go get that out of your system and, you know, 
six months down the line when you've lost weight and put it back on again and maybe you'll realize that it's not helping, I'll still be here. But enough from me today. If you are listening to this before your new year, happy new year. Um, I hope 2024 gives you everything you want in life and you have a lovely time celebrating and I will be back with season two of this podcast. I, I can I can put things into seasons or maybe it is on season two. Whatever season this is on, it will be on the next one from January the f- 5th, which I think is a Friday. So I will see you back here in 2024.